Hey everybody, so before we jump into today's podcast, I just wanted to A, thank you guys, give you a little bit of a reminder. If you enjoy this content, however you're watching it, consuming it, please like, follow, subscribe, whatever you gotta do, comment on it if you can. Leave us a review, it really helps us out and it can help grow our platform and reach more people. And if you know someone that can benefit from this, please share it with them. If you have a question, if you wanna reach out to us, let us know. And then lastly, we have all of our amazing programs, courses, and coaching available in the resources below. So check that out, definitely take advantage of it. We have everything from free options all the way up to paid programs and everything in between to fit pretty much anyone's budget. And it's just a matter of how customized it's going to be based on the price point. So there's really something for everybody. Thank you guys. Let's get on into the episode. Let's talk about, a lot of people are going to travel this week mm-hmm. um, and how to, well, we've, we've covered that before, how to stay healthy when traveling. Let's talk about overtraining because that was really something that I've talked to a lot of people about this week, particularly people that um, have been reaching out to me for just advice, um, form, talking about form, talking about this, that. And then I, I, I had three people reach out to me this week and I just, I said, listen, just give me an overview as to what you're doing. Let's, let's just, let's start with that. Let's, let's hear your current plan as to what you're doing. One guy in particular, um, who's a little overweight, I would say he's probably carrying around about 29 to 30% body fat right now. Um, hits me up and, and he's got terrible form and he keeps sending me videos on his form and I'm trying to help him with his form. Tells me that he's lifting seven days a week for two to three hours a day. Do you say why? Like, what's the why behind that? Or... Because a trainer told him to. And by trainer, does he mean like Instagram model or? I'm not sure as to what we got with the trainer. I didn't really ask him, which refers us back to the coach versus trainer that we've discussed before. A trainer told him that he should be lifting Minimum two hours, maximum three hours, at least six to seven days a week. That sounds like a recipe for injuries, what it sounds like yeah, to me. Yeah, pretty much to me. I, I think of that as well. But what, what's your take on that, Mike? Yeah, so great. Honestly, that was a great lob pitch to set this one up. I appreciate that, Chuck. That's a nice assist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my thoughts, like, and even touching on that trainer versus coach, And this, like, I was talking to a client about this earlier in the week of the whole online world, which is great. I love it. We leverage it for what we do, obviously, here. But the online world allows for a lot more people to have a voice that may not be qualified. And even in, like, the gym space, this is the thing that I think is important is just because someone's a trainer, just because they have a piece of paper, unfortunately, this is the reality, unfortunately, it doesn't mean they're necessarily qualified to help you which is, makes it hard, right? Like, so I think when it comes to the training side, A, anyone that gives you insight from my perspective, you have to ask them, all right, well, where's this coming from? How much insight did I give them? Like, for example, you just asking me like, hey, what do I think about that? I can speak to a general kind of audience, right? But if it was specifically for that person, I'd say, all right, I need to do certain assessments, certain movements. I need to have a lot more data. So I'm curious, like when that trainer gave them that insight, how much did they know is my first question. Is this a general philosophy? Is this assuming, what is this like? There's a lot of variables I think that we're missing. So I think from my perspective, and even when I talk to to people about is 
you know, realistically, what you should be shooting for is two to four days a week, um, unless you already have a foundation. And this is, again, a very general, like, just kind of shooting it back into what to start with. Two to four days a week, maybe a total, if it's two days a week, it's probably like total body splits. Two like total bodies, yeah. Yeah, and then four days a week, maybe like upper lower body split repeated twice, some variation of that, maybe like a Monday, Tuesday, upper lower, Wednesday, Thursday off, Friday, Saturday, upper lower again, and then working in cardio or mobility or recovery days in between, that's like one variable, or like doing three total body days followed by like one hit style day on the weekend, like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, total body, Saturday, a hit day, you know, Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday can be like recovery, off days, mobility days, whatever. And that's like a very general like overview. Like guys definitely don't build your whole program off that, but. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I don't want to get too stuck in the training topic uh, because we can go for hours on that. I want to talk yeah. more about the recovery. And if you're mm. overtraining, and that's something that I fell victim to is the overtraining. I got into my head many years ago um, and psychologically, if I don't train, I don't feel well. So I had to get comfortable with that one or two days of rest. Now I'm more comfortable taking off a complete day and just being like, listen, I'm going to do um, some stretching, some mobility stuff, or even just some active recovery stuff. Uh, it took me years to get into that mental space of being okay with not doing an actual workout for the day. And some days I still get tied into it where I usually am, am active Monday through Saturday and I take Sunday as my active recovery day. I usually, if even if I'm gonna miss a day during the week, I have to get in that mindset to say, it's okay. Um, you know, I, I know I'm missing a day today and that doesn't mean that if I miss like a workout on Tuesday, I gotta go super heavy on Wednesday and Thursday. It's okay to miss a day. Listen to what your body is saying. And ultimately, if your body is saying, I don't feel right today, then don't do it. I mean, you, again, you can go on an active recovery and just do a walk uh, and still get some, you know, calories burned doing that. Um, just because you're missing a day on your workout plan doesn't mean that you necessarily have to kick it up a notch the next couple of days because you missed a day. Get comfortable with the fact that when your body tells you you need to rest and recover, you need to rest and recover and flip that switch off in your mind. I know it's very hard to do because I, I get stuck into it too, where uh, just because you missed a day, it doesn't mean you have to go crazy. And so uh, to piggyback on that, there's like another thing I'm gonna share with everybody because I think there's some people, I have some clients already coming to mind and they're like, I appreciate their transparency. They're like, listen, I'll be honest with you. If you give me an out, like, oh, if I don't feel good, I'm not gonna do it. I'll take that out every time and justify in my mind. Like, oh, I'm just overtrained and I should take the day off. So I bet a lot of you are like wondering, oh, does that give me permission to just take a bunch of days off or some? So that's not what we're saying either. There's a balancing act. And one of the variables, right and data points that I find helpful to even evaluate that. We've talked about this in the past, Chuck, is using a smartwatch, using like a whoop strap or anything like that. Yeah. And even if you guys don't wanna invest in something like that, just using your phone that you already have, all smartphones, whether they're iPhones or Androids or any kind of variables of that in between, they have apps for free where you can just check your heart rate, your pulse. And I'll do it for you guys right here so you can kind of get an idea of what it looks like because it's pretty simple as far as how it works and the technology behind it. So Heart Rate Free is the name of the app that I use. You put it right over your finger in the camera. Whoop, let me make sure, there we go. So like it's using the light and it's using the camera to check my pulse basically. It's this simple. So I can do yeah. this for 10 to 15 seconds, bam. 
and it'll tell me my heart rate. So the point of me saying all that, guys, is like, again, you don't have to spend money on fancy technology to be able to do this. But the and how we leverage that heart rate is check your heart rate, your pulse in the morning before you get out of bed, before you do anything else. Get an average for about three to five days, maybe a week. And then if that deviates, for example, like I knew two weeks ago when I was transitioning from week one into week two of the 28 day challenge, I had a day where I just needed to rest and I needed that recovery because my on average resting heart rate is about 44 beats a minute, 45 beats a minute. It was at like 52, 55. So that's like a almost 20% deviation from what my normal is. So I was like, all right, today's the day. And I was feeling it. I wasn't feeling good. So use your resting heart rate as an indicator to help understand if you need to take time off. And if not, that's where you can even, and that's what's cool about whoop straps and smartwatches where they get even more detailed, where you can look at heart rate zones and say, hey, if I'm that much more challenged today, where my heart rate is like 10% deviated, not 20, but 10% up, maybe I just still have a workout, but it's lighter. Right. And again, like touching back on listening to your body, you know, that I took off, I don't even know what day it is today. Today's Saturday. I took off Friday. Yeah, I took off yesterday. Um, Forever. But I also took off, I also took off Tuesday. Now, Tuesday, you know, I've been dealing with a neck injury. Tuesday, I didn't feel good at all. I listened to my body. I had a headache. I just didn't feel great. Came into the gym, had a whole workout planned, started picking up the weights and said, you know what? My body's telling me not to do it. So instead of working out, I did some mobility stuff. I did some stretching stuff. I still got a little bit of a sweat on doing some stretching stuff. And then I called it a day, 15, 20 minutes of just doing some stretch. And ultimately I I got in the sauna. I had a good night's sleep. I felt better and I rocked out on Wednesday. Listen to what your body is telling you. The best advice I can give you. If you if you don't want to invest into, uh, you know, smart technology to to look at your your heart rate, you got it on your phone where you can look at your heart rate for free. But ultimately, listen to your body, and it doesn't mean that again what you said. I'm going to take an entire week off because I'm just not feeling it. It's also how driven you're going to be, how how driven you are to meet your goal. Even though on Tuesday I didn't feel well, my body just was telling me not to do it. I still wanted to work out, but my body was telling me not to. So ultimately, I got to work out in on Wednesday. I got to work out in on Thursday. I got to work out in today. Ultimately, I wanted to work out, but my body was telling me not to, so I didn't. Um, but again, I'm driven to hit my goals, so it depends on how your body's feeling, how driven you are to hit your goals. You know, we say it all the time. You know, it depends on what you're going to put into it. You know, it, it, how much effort do you want to put into hitting your goal? And if you're just going to call it in and be like, you know what, I'm just not feeling my workout all week long, it's going to take you longer to hit those goals. Yeah. And I think to piggyback on that, I know a lot of people probably either feeling this or can relate to this, that you notice your nutrition is very much tied to your training. So for example, if you train that day, your nutrition is going to be more on point than if you take the day off and then your nutrition starts to slip. And I know a lot of people, at least from conversations I've had with clients and just people in general is I notice I don't want to take a day off. Even if I know I need it to your point, Chuck, of not wanting to lose that routine, not wanting to let nutrition slide. So what I think, and even going back to the discipline of it, even if you take the day off, doesn't mean you can't work on mobility. Like you were saying, Chuck, go for a walk, still invest the time and carve out that block of 20, 30, 40, whatever the amount of time is you have. So it keeps part of the routine. And that even can help facilitate from a psychological standpoint, making good nutritional choices, setting yourself up for success with maybe some more meal prep for the following day or look at your calendar. And and one thing I kind of will say is that when it comes to that overtraining component, 
people say like, I don't honestly, like I, I find this interesting. And, and I used to be able to kind of obviously be more uh, connected to it before I had more mindfulness in my body is like a lot of times I bet you guys may not even know like what feels good, what feels bad. Like, cause I, I'll ask clients sometimes like, how does that feel? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't even, I, I like what's work. What do you feel working? Like, is it, I, I love doing that to people to just put them on the spot to see if they're paying attention is because yeah. even if they can't express the words of what the muscle groups are, I want to know, are you paying attention to the connection from your brain to your body? I'm like, if we're doing a bicep curl, for example, you should be really mindful of contracting that bicep at the peak just as an example. So I say all that to say, guys, start to create a connection to your body and how you're feeling on good days, on bad days, your sleep, your nutrition, have that connection and awareness. Like right now I know that I didn't have high, like I drank too much coffee this morning. That's why I'm slamming back Super another 30 right now. Yeah, A, I'm obviously wired like always, <laughs> but I know I'm dehydrated. I know that after my workout, my stomach's a little uneasy because I didn't put food into it. And I was fasting and then I had to, you know, have a little bit of, had some cabbage soup. It was delicious. Um, so all those to say, just have that mindfulness to your body, both on the nutrition side. So like when you're craving things, know what you're craving. I, that's another thing that we can get into a whole tangent on, but I won't, you know? Oh yeah, the cravings. But also again, how, how well are you recovering when you're sleeping? So pay attention to that as well. That's a big part of it. And, you know, I've, I've suffered from everything from insomnia to you name it. I've, I've been there. And I, when I had insomnia, when I had bad insomnia, my nutrition was off. My workouts were off. Everything was off in my body because I was overtraining. You know, the overtraining caused me to, you know, my cortisol levels were completely off. Yeah, you know, everything was just, you know, chemically wrong in my head. So I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't recovering. And then again, I'd hit, hit the gym again and overtrain again. And just the, the cycle kept just revolving, kept going down, you know, kept going down the same road, repeating it over and over again. Um, so just be mindful. If you know that, you know, you're staying in bed, you, you, you didn't get on electronic devices, your TV is off, you're in a dark room, you're staring at a wall, you know, there's obviously a component that's causing you to do that. Could it be overtraining? Could it be my nutrition? Uh, you know, ultimately, take the time to meditate while you're sitting there staring at the wall or staring at the ceiling, trying to fall asleep, to dial in what you think is causing you to be that way. And then eventually, hopefully you fall asleep, but take the time when you're, you're stuck into that state to dial in what you think it is and then concentrate on, on repairing that and fixing it, making the right steps to, to fix it. Um, you know, ultimately, it, and I, I say this a lot, like every coach needs a coach and like everybody who works out should have a coach. Me, myself, you know, I, I surround myself with a ton of people and it took me a lot of the people within my network to say, hey, Chuck, you're overtraining big time. That's why I couldn't get my body fat in check. That's why I couldn't sleep. That's why chemically just I was miserable all the time. You know, and once I started dialing back down the training a little bit, that's when things started to fall in place. Uh, but it took a lot of people to identify that because I just didn't want to listen to anybody. And I think to your point, Chuck, that's like a big variable too, is being not just mindful, but being honest with yourself and being okay with that component. So one thing I want to do, I got some feedback for you guys from you guys and we're going to actually like, so I want to start to bring it home on this one. If you guys want to see an extra one, we can dive into this more, but I wanted to kind of bring it home because we're starting to get to that point where you guys start to drop off looking at, like to look at data from time to time, right, Chuck? So we always all about the data. 
Um, but the point of me saying all this is to say, I want to have three takeaways. I want, I'm going to go over my three big takeaways, actionable steps for you guys. I figured Chuck, you can go into yours as well. And if they, they kind of cross over, that's great. Um, so my number one that I always start with is check your heart rate, get an idea of your resting heart rate. If you're not already using like a smart device or a smart watch or any kind of device that you can wear, like a wearable device, use your phone or just go old school, check your pulse in the morning, like use old school, like looking at a 15 second clock, count, do the math, get an average for three to five days, maybe seven days, have that available somewhere. So when you're not feeling good and you have that awareness to how your body's feeling, like I kind of feel like shit today, we can then compare it saying, hey, if it's over 15 to 20% elevated, what my average, I'm gonna shut it down and back off. That's number one. Number two is make sure that you're actually feeding your body on those training days. Because again, what, what happens when we're training and our nutrition's on point, a lot of times we can overtrain and undereat and think, well, if I just put myself in an extreme calorie deficit, I'm gonna get the results that I want. But we need to be able to, again, keep a balance of the food coming in, or I'm sorry, the exercise and the calories being burned and the food coming in. So they're just in line with one another. And if you guys have confusions, get a coach. Again, whether it's us, again, like, you know, I'm happy to work with you guys. Chuck, I know is our team is, but even if it's somebody else, just get a coach to help you with that. There's tons of even free resources we put out, other people put out. Get, do your research there. And then number three, and this one to what you were kind of mentioning, Chuck, is prioritize sleep and being mindful of the choices that you're making around your sleep. Whether it's, I know if I drink coffee after 3.30, 34 o'clock, I'm screwed going to bed. It's not going to happen. Or if I don't, if I train late at night, like this week, I had to do some sparring at Road Combat Club, had to remind the young pups what's up just because I haven't been there in like sparring for a year. Exactly. Gotta let them know that I still got it, you know, even though I'm retired and whatnot. But anyways, when I spar at night, I know I have a harder time going to sleep. So I meditate. I use my mindfulness. I transition from fight or flight mode to rest and digest mode with some breathing and some stretching. And then again, just have a good sleep routine and a sleep hygiene protocol that'll set you up for success. So those are my three, the checking your heart rate, the finding a balance between your food and your nutrition to make sure you're fueling your body. And three, making sure your sleep hygiene and protocols are on point. So those are my three, Chuck. I want to kick it to you and hear what your three are too. My three are pretty much identical to yours, but number one, um, be mindful as to how you're resting at night. So, you know, kind of keep a diary as to how many hours of sleep that you got for that night. If you can't, if you come in under eight, seven to eight hours of sleep, so that's number one, be mindful as to how many hours of sleep you're getting at night. If you're coming in under the seven or eight hours of sleep that you're supposed to be getting at night, number two, be mindful of what you're putting in your body. So if we know we had a day that we only got maybe three, four hours of sleep, we don't wanna go out and have like a cheat meal during that day because what we put in our body is gonna affect that chemistry of our body. And if we feel terrible because we didn't get enough sleep, now we're just compounding it by eating bad food choices throughout the day. It's gonna make you feel worse. So if we have a day where we know we didn't get proper rest and recovery, don't go out by compounding it by eating fast food or, or making terrible food choices. And number three, um, let's get a sufficient amount of hydration, a sufficient amount of water in our system to make sure that we assist. There he goes, he's drinking the water. Unfortunately, I'm drinking coffee right now. I needed it, I'm sorry, <laughs> I just needed it. Um, so we gotta make sure that we're drinking sufficient amounts of water to help that rest and recovery kick in. If, we, if we're dehydrated after an entire day of not sleeping well, after not eating well, after overtraining, and then we're not, we're compounding it by not drinking enough water, 
we're never going to get the proper rest and recovery. And our body, again, goes into that domino effect where we continuously go down the same cycle. We don't want to do that. So make sure if you're getting enough rest, sleeping, sleeping well, we're eating the proper macronutrients and we're getting enough water into our system throughout the course of the day. Pow! And if you guys can't take action on that, I don't know what to tell you, but you can always feel free to reach out to us with questions because we love talking about this stuff. And we could honestly go on for hours, but two things, based on your feedback and based on just the data, I know that you guys are going to stop watching right about now anyway. So we'll leave it at that. I'm going to remind you guys, since we didn't do, really do an intro this time around, make sure that you're checking the description, however you're watching this, whether it's on YouTube, on our whatever podcast platform, on our website, check the description we have a bunch of courses currently out that we're excited about like the 28 day nutrition course that i'm just wrapping up in week four chuck we've mastering that eight week to shred i've gotten great feedback from the people that have been testing it I'll, actually i gotta send you some some texts and whatnot from one of our clients um just like the photos the before and after and like well, yeah see. yeah you're gonna, you're gonna like that and we have some new stuff in the works too, like $9 PDF for a booty blaster maybe, huh? I can't tell you 100%, but check the description. Maybe you'll get access to it. Um, and that's all I got. So appreciate you guys. Chuck, you're the man as always. And check you guys later. Take care, everybody. Mike, talk to you soon. Yeah, Chuck. So I just wanted to say thank you guys again for watching, listening, consuming that episode. If you guys enjoyed it and you haven't already, please like, uh, please comment. If you haven't reviewed, please leave a review. If you haven't followed or subscribed, please do that as well. Again, it tremendously helps us out. And then just a quick reminder, if you guys want more resources, we have them below. We have our programs, everything from free all the way up to paid and kind of everything in between dial in with the customization and we have more information on different programs and resources in our newsletter. So if you haven't signed up for that, do so below. It's free. And that is it y'all. See you on the next one.